ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thanks for joining me again on the No Higher Calling podcast. Today we have an episode on hospitality. If you've been around here very long, you will know that hospitality is a huge part of our home and something that is really big on my heart as we have just seen the benefits that hospitality has had really in our ministry as a family. Um, this has just been such an impactful thing in our lives and it's just one of my favorite things to talk about, which I have talked about it before quite a bit. Um, In past episodes, you can look back through in the archives. Um, We've talked about the heart of hospitality. We've talked about hospitality in the home. We've talked about hospitality to the traveler, which is um, kind of more missionary, um, ministry-based people traveling ways that you can extend hospitality or maybe even hospitality to an overnight guest. Um, We've talked about holiday hospitality. We just came through the Christmas season, so there was a holiday hospitality episode. But in this episode, I want to hone in and talk a little bit just about some small steps to hospitality. So we've said before, this is January, brand new year, fresh start, and many of us uh, have already set resolutions or are trying to put those resolutions and goals into practice, or this is just a time where it's just, it's kind of a fresh start over um, where we analyze, okay, what is working? What isn't working? What do I want to do more of? What do I need to do less of? And let me just encourage you to to think about this in the area of hospitality in your life. Um, Look back over the past year, years maybe, and ask yourself, is this an area that I could grow in, that I could do more in? And I understand when you say more, more of anything immediately brings this panic of overwhelm. Like, do you not realize how busy I am? Yes, I am right there with you. I am busy, which is why hospitality has been so integral in our family is because yes, I am a busy wife. Yes, I am a busy mom of littles. Yes, I am a busy homeschool mom. And to be honest, that um, eliminates me from certain other ministries. And that's okay. That's the season of life I'm in. I struggled with that for a while, but I had to realize that to everything there was a season And right now isn't the season for certain ministries. I just can't do them while effectively taking care of my home as I need to, especially in a season with babies and toddlers and little ones that I am schooling. But hospitality is a ministry that is so doable whatever season of life you're in. You can make it look like what it needs to to fit your family. And I'm just going to throw this out, and this may kind of come across harsh, but I really don't think that there's any excuse why we should not show hospitality. The Bible talks about again and again and again, that we as Christians are to be given to hospitality, that we are to be hospitable, that we are to to entertain others and not entertain as in a worldly sense of impress or you know glamour them with our food or our home or things like that, but that we are just to really, hospitality is like opening a door 
to, to the inner workings of your family and of your home, letting someone in. It doesn't have to be for a beautiful gourmet, you know, Southern cuisine, all the China dishes meal. Um, it could just be for coffee. It could be for popsicles in the backyard. And we're going to talk about some of this. Um, but I just want to challenge you if hospitality is not something that you are already regularly participating in, let me challenge you to to hear this episode out and maybe pick one of these ideas and say, I'm going to try to implement this. Um, maybe it's one night a month. You're just going to say, we're going to make we're going to have one family over a month, or we're going to have one play date a month where we reach out to someone else. Um, maybe it's weekly. That's really what our family strives for as a weekly hospitality night. Um, whatever it is, whatever it needs to look like for you, let me just challenge you to do that. And maybe you're already showing hospitality in your home, but maybe this will give you some other ideas on how to change that up or how to, um, just give some fresh life into your hospitality. So we're just going to jump in and we're going to kind of just start on the building blocks. Um, so there are so many ways that you can extend hospitality. I mentioned, you know, even overnight, overnight guests or, you know, maybe hosting a party or something at your house. Those are things that we've done, but for the beginning steps, that's a lot. Um, it might be too much to jump in right there. Maybe even having somebody over for dinner feels like a lot, you know, Oh, my husband's working and maybe you're working and you've got the kids you got to get home from school. And you know, you can barely get Chick-fil-A on your dinner table, much less have another family over. And I get that. Like I said, different seasons call for different things. And that's why hospitality is such a unique ministry because it can, it can be adaptable for your season and for what you need to look at or what you need it to look like. So I want to share some ideas, just some small steps to hospitality um, that you could implement to to obey the command that God gives, to be given to hospitality, but that may not seem so overwhelming. Because I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes, especially when I'm new year, new goals, different things like that, it's almost like if something feels too out of reach, too unattainable, then I just give up before I even attempt it because I just chalk it up as like, oh, well, that's never going to happen in my life. Or, you know, we don't have the capacity for that right now, or "Mm -mm, that's not going to fit on the schedule. But these are just small practical things that you can do. Um, we're going to start with in just within your family, within the walls of your home, with your family. And then we'll just give some small things that you could do beyond that, trying to branch out into hospitality. But let's start with your family. So I did a whole episode on hospitality in the home. You can go back and catch some of that. But I want to share a few things now that are actually not my ideas. So give credit to whom credit is due. This comes from a dear friend who's actually been on the podcast before, Jessica Curtis. Um, Jessica and her family are sweet, uh, just sweet people, and they are missionaries in Africa right now. So she is in Africa with her six children that she homeschools. Um, I will link her Instagram down in the show notes because she is just such a beautiful portrait of a godly woman who is following God and serving her family and who's really ministering to others oftentimes through hospitality. Um, but anyway, she did this whole little hospitality series on her social media. Jessica, if you're listening, thank you for doing that. It ministered to my heart in, in such a great way. And I'm going to get you on the podcast again, and we're going to talk about hospitality in the future. 
But I wanted to share some different things that she talked about that, okay, if we're laying the groundwork for hospitality, this is not something you've been doing in your home. Where do you start? Let's start with your family. So what are some things that you can do to practice hospitality with your family? The first thing that Jessica wrote is to practice your meals and make a note of favorites. So, you know, I know we we tend to be like, what do I cook? What do I cook when somebody comes over? Well, just try in your normal meal planning, in your normal routine of life, everybody has to eat dinner. You eat dinner. Whether you get it to go, whether you go to a restaurant, whether you cook it at home, we all eat dinner. So my challenge to you is just in your ordinary everyday life, try to find a couple recipes, a couple dishes that you can practice, practice, practice with your family. Practice makes perfect. And then just make a note like, hey, we really enjoyed this lasagna dish that I found on Pinterest. Or, you know, I found grandma's chicken pot pie recipe. And so I'm going to practice and get good at making my pie crust or maybe buy a store-bought pie crust, make it even easier. Um, But find a few dishes that your family loves, that you know how to do, um, and that are favorites. Then she says, practice setting the table nicely. Now, Jessica does a beautiful job of this. And, and again, it doesn't have to be anything you know, expensive or elaborate. You can do so much with so little. Um, but I love seeing Jessica's tablescape because it's always just so beautiful. And you can see the care and the thought that was put into that. Um, we haven't done too much of that just because we've been in an upheaval of moving and transition. And so currently, we are eating off of paper plates. Um, but once we settle down a little bit, I look forward to implementing this more, especially on Sunday. Um, There's something special about that Sunday lunch with family. Um, So I kind of want to crank it up a little notch and get kind of a nice little table setting. Um, And again, it could be China if you have it. If you don't, put an arrangement of flowers in the center of table. I mean, you can get some pretty arrangements of flowers for like $5 at Kroger. Um, So again, it doesn't have to be a huge investment, but just something to spruce it up a little bit. And and the whole idea behind hospitality, whether you are administering it to your family or to somebody else, is to let them know, hey, I am letting you in to my home, which is really letting you into our hearts and our lives. And I want to show you that I have put care and thought into providing for your needs, um, for your physical needs, through food, through tea, through whatever, maybe through some emotional needs by, you know, having an, an a conversation and trying to encourage someone, maybe through their spiritual needs, praying with them, um, sharing scripture. Maybe someone's going through a hard time and they just need a, a shoulder to cry on. Maybe someone is going through a good time and you just want to praise the Lord together. Um, so all, all of this just is, goes into the thought behind it. Um, she said to practice different ways to serve food. So you could have your food all set out on the table. You could have it in a buffet style. And this would be kind of something that you're practicing with your family so that, you know, if you have a large group over and you're doing a buffet style, you know, your kids already kind of know the protocol. This is how we do it. Let's let the adults go first. Let's let the guests go first. Um, you know, don't I mean, maybe this is a pet peeve, but you know, don't scoop right out of the middle of the lasagna. Start on the edge. I'm OCD, so maybe that's too much, but. Anyway, um, she said to have mini tea parties with just your kids. Um, And this is something that my kids and I love doing. And it's a great time to practice manners because usually the dinner tables, I mean, we we try to have conversation and enjoy one another, but usually it's a little bit busy and we're talking about our day and our school. Um, So it's not like a teaching opportunity per se because we're enjoying daddy being with us at this meal. But you could use a tea time where it's just you and the kiddos and you're working on, okay, like how do we sit? You know, let's 
how do we hold China? We need to be very careful with our teacups. Um, you know, let's gently pour, please and thank you. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Things like that. It's a really good time to work on manners and also to work on, all right, we're going to sit. We're going to drink our tea. We're going to chat things like that. Um, she says to make snack time special. This is fun. I know if I'm in the stage with little kids, my little kids love snack time. Um, and so that would be a fun thing. Again, you, you adapt the aspect of hospitality to the group that you are entertaining. So if I'm having a mom over for a coffee play date, it's going to, well, it wouldn't be coffee. I don't drink coffee for a tea play date. It's going to look very different than if we had a new family that is new to our church that we don't know over for dinner. Or if we had, you know, a Christmas party with five or six couples. And same thing with your own family. If it's just you and the kids and it's 10 a.m. and you're having your snack time, one of our favorite things to do is to get a muffin tin. And we we just call it a snacky lunch. I find anything and everything and throw it in those muffin tins. So, I mean, fruits, veggies, cheeses, crackers, um, meats. You know, we've done graham crackers and chocolate chips and raisins and nuts and really anything. To me, it's actually my like, okay, what veggies and produce are going bad that we need to wash up? up and get eaten quick. Um, let's throw in some raisins. Let's throw in some nuts. And it's amazing how if it's presented in a snacky lunch, my kids will eat healthy things that they would usually kind of snub and be like, oh, we want pizza. Um, so that's something that we enjoy doing. But Jessica goes on to say, most importantly, practice just sitting. That learning to sit, I am coming to understand. I don't remember being two and three, but having two and three-year-olds and four-year-olds and even six-year-old, I'm realizing it takes practice to learn to sit still, to learn to listen. She says to practice listening. That's very important when you're showing hospitality, to sit, to listen, to to converse with somebody, to open your heart, to listen to them share theirs. So it's a good opportunity with your kids in the home, during mealtime, during snack time, during tea time, to practice these things. Um, she goes on to say, even if you're not married yet, practice with your parents, your siblings, your grandparents. There's always someone that you can practice hospitality with or extend hospitality to. She says, don't immediately rush around doing things, but sit a minute and enjoy the time together. And that is a difficult one for me because I am just a go-go person. Um, you know, I get dinner on the table and I eat really quick and then I'm up working on a dessert or trying to prep breakfast for tomorrow. And I, I'm having to learn to slow down and to sit. Um, maybe my food's done. Maybe I don't need to necessarily sit so that I can eat, but to sit to enjoy the people that are around my table. Life is busy and life is fast. And I want to show my family, I want to show the people that we extend hospitality to that you are worth my time, that you are worth it for me to set aside the other demands of life to sit. And I'm not saying you have to sit there for three hours, but to take 30 minutes, 20 minutes. If you're doing a snacky lunch, take 10, 15 minutes and sit and talk and enjoy one another. I love what Jessica said at the end of this post. She said, loving the Lord leads to loving your family, which flows over to loving others. This is the natural flow of hospitality. And that is so true. And I love that order. Love the Lord, love your family, and let that spill over into the lives of others to bless others. 
So I wanted to start with this small steps to hospitality, really talking about hospitality within your family, because I know I get the question often, you know, we have little kids, how are we going to have so-and-so over for dinner? Or how can we try to host a, a family or a group or a party or something like that when we have little kids who, you know, throw their cups or you know, complain about the food or don't want to eat or, or things like that. Um, and that's where I loved Jessica's advice here to really use everyday life to be intentional about training your children. How do we sit at the table? How do we listen? How do we even converse with adults? I think that's something um, today that children just tend to always be so segregated into their own age groups that it, it really robs them from a richness in life, learning to converse and to share their life with a variety of age groups. Um, I know my, my oldest, she just, she has more friends than all the rest of us put together, but they are from the elderly to babies. Um, and I've loved seeing that in her life, how, you know, we, we have to teach respect and how we speak to adults, but she loves to just go and chit chat with her Sunday school teachers as much as she does one of her friends her age. Um, so I think, you know, in this intentional training within home, with dinner time, with snack time, with all these different things, it's a really good, um, way to set yourself up for, I guess, success when you extend hospitality beyond your home. So let's talk about a few small steps to hospitality, um, with others. I've talked before on here about, you know, having people for dinner and things like that. So you can find more on that. Um, I also have the hospitality guide digital download in the NHC shop. That is just my heart and soul soul poured into a resource on hospitality. You'll find so many different things um, in that from recipes to how to get your kids involved to a cleaning checklist and, um, you know, some scripture content behind why we should show hospitality and how to use it as a gospel opportunity. Um, so you can check that out if you want to at nohighercalling.org. But I want to wrap up this episode just talking about some small steps to hospitality. So this is even more foundational than having somebody over for dinner. If you are just trying to ease into this or maybe your life schedule, you know, maybe your husband's at work in the evening or, um, you know, maybe just life doesn't lend itself to you doing um, a dinner or something like that that might be considered a little bit bigger. Um, these are some simpler things that you can do to implement to extend hospitality. So one thing that you can do that we've loved doing is to meet at the park with packed lunches with a friend or multiple friends. This is great if you kind of have a group of friends and you just want to, you know, kill five birds with one stone and, um, you know, see several people at once, schedule a, a park play date. You don't have to clean your house. You don't have to worry about, you know, all the toys getting dumped all over the place. Go somewhere else. Then, you know, I get this, this is more for more warm weather and we are currently in the middle of the winter. Um, but if you can, if, if as warmer weather comes or something like that, um, meet at a park pack a lunch um, and just enjoy, you know, a couple hours at the park while the kids play, the moms can chat and be refreshed and to be encouraged. Um, another thing you can do, and again, this is kind of more warm weather things, but maybe just invite friends over for an afternoon in the backyard. Um, you know, if you just say, Hey, look, I can't, commit all evening to this. So give parameters, give time parameters so that the friend knows, Hey, I, I want to have you over, but 
from 1.30 to 3 because we've got to get things ready for when daddy comes home or we got to get some school caught up. So, hey, maybe from 1.33, why don't you come over and we'll do, you know, chalk on the driveway or a sprinkler in the backyard or jump on the trampoline and, you know... I'll have popsicles or something like that. Something very simple that doesn't require a lot of you. Again, it's not inside, so you don't have the pressures of getting the inside ready. Um, you might want to, you know, spot clean the bathroom quick if people have to run in and use the bathroom. Um, but just something fun, again, outside, keeping things outside, keeping things just simple. Uh, you know, if you do popsicles in the summertime, that's just something you can keep in the freezer, ready to go. Um, another thing that I really like doing is just freezing up some cookie dough so that you have that ready to pop in the oven. And hey, you've got fresh baked cookies and it took you like five minutes of just grabbing the bag out, putting them on a pan and cooking them. Another thing you could do is something that we've enjoyed doing, and this might be a little bit bigger deal, depending on what setup that you have, but we have a fire pit in our backyard. Um, so because we have that and we have camping chairs and we have, um, you know, hot dog sticks and all of that, that is an easy thing for us to do. Now, if you don't have those things, I understand that would be a little more of a difficult thing, but if you have those, or if you maybe want to invest in that, um, that has been a lot of fun because we've had, you know, we've had larger groups over. We've often had Simeon's family, which can tend to be, you know, when we're all together, goodness, we're pushing like, well, it depends on if it's just the in-town family or the extended family, um, but, you know, 10 plus people. Um, but if we're outside, just tell everybody, bring your camping chair, you bring drinks, you bring, bring s'mores, I'll provide hot dogs, and we'll all pitch in and it's good to go. And so that has been a way that we can extend hospitality or have people over that isn't requiring, you know, oh my goodness, where are we all going to sit? There's so many of us if we had it indoors and I have to cook to feed this many people and I don't have that many dishes. And so it's just easy to do things outdoors. Um, and again, I, I understand a lot of that is kind of more warm weather, weather related. So maybe tuck that in the back of your mind for here in a few months. Um, something else that we did one time. So this was so fun. And again, all of these you can make adaptable for whatever your situation. But one time um, we had some of the dads... Some Okay, so some of us friends that are couples, all the dads wanted to get together for a dad's night out because us moms usually get together every other month for a mom's night out. So the guys were like, we need a dad's night out. So four or five of them got together at one of their houses for the evening. So I was like, so my friend who hosted the dads, I was like, well, you and your kids probably don't want to be there when all the dads are hanging out. So why don't you guys come over? And I invited the mom and the kids from some of the other couples and we just did pizza and a movie. I was like, wear your PJs. I'm going to put a big blanket on the floor. All the kids can paddle on the floor. We're going to watch a movie. We're going to have pizza. And it was so much fun. Um, while the kids watched a movie and ate their pizza, us moms got to sit in the kitchen and chat. And, and that was such a special thing. We enjoyed that so much. Um, you know, you can have friends over. I've mentioned it before. You can have them over for a play date. It's kind of a one-on-one mom. Well, so while the kids are playing, you know, you can um, enjoy tea. I've done that. I've done, you know, we've done our snacky lunch trays when we've had friends before, or we've just done a simple little snack, or maybe ask the mom like, Hey, you know, if you can pitch in goldfish, I'll pitch in strawberries or whatever kind of combo, just keeping things easy, keeping things simple, but yet trying to show hospitality. And one other idea that I have not implemented, but that I saw online that I thought was so genius is for parents that have like little kids, or I guess even if you had bigger kids, but I'm thinking little kids because this is what the post was for, that if your kids go to bed, you know, like 7, 7.30, 8, 
they go to bed early and then you still have a couple hours in the evening, what you can do is you can do a parent swap. So it said if there's two couples that the one, so, okay, like friend, my friend's house. So the dad would stay there and then Simeon would go over and hang out with the dad. And then my friend would come over and hang out with me. So in each house, the kids are hopefully in bed sleeping, but in each house, a parent is there. So if the kid does wake or needs something, they aren't alarmed like, whoa, you're not my mommy or daddy. What's going on? They have a parent there. The parent can get them back to bed quickly, but yet it gives the parents a couple hours of, you know, adult time with a friend that they can catch up or enjoy talking or watch a movie or what, you know, whatever you want to do. My husband loves to play games with his friends and me and my friends, we just talk all night. Um, but I thought that was a really neat idea on kind of doing this parent swap thing. Cause I think, you know, and we've done double date nights where we go out with a friend, but you know, then we both have to find babysitters and pay for the babysitters. But I thought, well, this might be easy. You don't have to pay for anybody. And I loved the idea of a parent being there if the child needs something, but then you could just kind of swap houses for a little bit and enjoy some time with your friends. So that was a really neat idea. Um, and the ideas are endless. I mean, I, I really think hospitality is one of those things that if you ask the Lord to show you ways to extend hospitality, he will answer that prayer because this is something that he desires for you to do. And it is something that is a great opportunity to share the gospel, to let a an unsaved person get a glimpse of what a Christian home looks like. Um, but also if you're having saved people over, um, other believers, it's a great opportunity to fellowship with one another. Um, like I said, maybe, maybe somebody needs encouragement. Maybe somebody just needs someone to hear them during their difficult time, or maybe, you know, you're just going to praise the Lord together. Maybe you're just going to enjoy catching up. Like, well, you know, how's the Lord working in your life? And this is what he's doing in mine. And I know that those times have been so encouraging to me. Um, I've left those times of hospitality just so um, ready to continue in serving the Lord. So I hope these gave you just some ideas of small steps to hospitality. As we are in this new year, looking well to the ways of our household, um, these are some great things foundational, I mean, bedrock level with your family that you can implement as you train your children, as you seek to be, uh, uh, to minister to them. And then as you extend to others, because Jesus time and time and time again, showed, um, his example of providing for the needs of his disciples of others. And so often, um, that involved hospitality, a meal. How many times did Jesus have intimate conversations with his disciples, encouraging them on, preparing them for something, sharing about God over a meal, over a, a setting where hearts were calmed, hearts were brought together, and you could just converse, um, you know, where you pause from the busyness of the demands of life, and you just sit and enjoy one another and talk together. So I hope this gave you some ideas of some ways that you could have some small steps to hospitality in this year. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to follow 
fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.